One Song Nation. I am actor, writer, director, and sometimes DJ Diallo Riddle. And I am producer, DJ, and songwriter Luxury, a.k.a. the guy who talks about intermolation on TikTok. And this is One Song Luxury. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Thank you for asking. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing great. And I'm excited because we're doing something a little different. Okay, Uh, here's what's coming up. We're going to open up some of our DMs and respond to messages that Luxury and I have been receiving. At long last. They've not been falling on deaf ears or eyes. We read everything you send. Keep sending stuff. And we're also, fun enough, we're also going to react to some of the hottest new music releases. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I have been wanting to do a segment where we listen blind and yeah. just respond in the moment. Because when we do that in our real lives, just hanging out together, like that's a lot of natural, fun conversations and surprises come out of that. Totally. So we're going to bring it to the show, see what it's like. literally where the podcast came from exactly. in the beginning. So yep. in some ways, it's like our first conversation Aww. before we had the conceit of one song. So <laughs> let's get ready to start the show. Everybody, welcome to a very special edition of One Song. Thanks to the U.S. Soy and the United Soybean Board for the sustainable makeover of our podcast studio and for sparking discussions on greener Hollywood production. Just like notes in a song, sustainable living is just a series of small, eco-friendly choices that contribute to the melody. Check out the Tears for Fears episode of One Song and see behind-the-scenes clips of how they pulled the whole look together. It's all on at Heartbeat Audio on YouTube, and the link is in our show notes. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door! Winning! No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. (laughs) No one says that anymore, but I don't care. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. All right, Diallo. So, for starters, we're yeah. going to share some of these messages we've been getting from you guys yes. on the internet. The One Song Nation out there. Diallo, song nation. what are we going to start with? Uh, well, okay, so this first message comes from Nikki in Brooklyn, and she has a very special question specific to you, to me? my friend. Oh, okay. yes. Nikki from Brooklyn. She wrote, what, what song has your favorite use of interpolation? <laughs> That is such a great question, and it's it's a really hard one to answer. I love I collect these interpolation stories. Obviously, <laughs> I, a lot of them are on my TikTok. A lot of them we talk about on the show. Yeah, the one that just popped in my head right away because it's kind of funny is uh, Do you know the song by Rod Stewart? You know this one? You're familiar with that song? I think I've heard it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> so this story is so great because... One of the greatest music videos of all time. It oh predates God. MTV. Go find it on YouTube. They look like they're having that's, a great that's time. That's Rod Stewart, Do You Think I'm Sexy? <laughs> and by the way, much maligned the phenomenon of like rockers who in the disco era like did a disco song. Mm-hmm. Actually, some of my favorite songs by like Rod Stewart, that's probably my favorite Rod Stewart song. Yeah. Rolling Stones, Miss You is a great song. The, yeah. Kiss, the Kiss song, um, I Was Made for Loving You, that's a great song too. <laughs> so I am not one of those who maligned the disco eras. But this here's the story. It's 1978. Rod Stewart goes to Rio with Freddie Mercury and Elton John. Okay, yeah. so just that's no enough right there. No drugs on that plane, but go ahead. <laughs> no drugs on that plane. That's enough right there. When yeah. he comes back, Rod Stewart writes that song, and yeah. it goes to number one. And then 
Apparently, he'd forgotten, or he claims that he had forgotten that while he was in Brazil, he had heard this huge hit record by a huge superstar called Jorge Ben, and that song was called Taj Mahal, and this is what that song sounded like. <laughs> I mean... Never in the history of interpolation. I don't know if you can even less. I don't know if you can even whisper interpolation. That sounds more like interpolation. (laughs) There's no whispering involved. That is interpolation writ large. Well, it's so funny that you say that. I don't know if this is my favorite use of interpolation. Okay, but there's no way I can't do this. So, just this weekend, I was driving with my entire music library on my iPhone on shuffle. Okay, and. This song came up, and I forgot its role <laughs> in Rod Stewart's classic. Oh, Check this out. When a person wanted something, they had to put it in the wheel car. That's right. It's not enough that he nicked one melody. Dude. He nicked two melodies. <laughs> he was like, Bobby Womack, I'm taking that. You know what, though? I'm taking that. <laughs> but According you know to Rod, Rod claims that yeah. he told Bobby that he had done it and bobby bobby was like bobby was but here's the quote (laughs) i told bobby and he thought it was cute because you can nick string lines without breaching copyright what that's not true (laughs) that sounds like an early 70s interpretation (laughs) he is definitely not an attorney bobby womack don't take legal advice from bobby womack (laughs) (laughs) it's okay to nick strings because it's not Illegal? I, well, I don't know about that, but I will say that the thing that I love about Do You Think I'm Sexy yeah. is the string arrangement. Yeah. yeah. And to know that that was in a Bobby Womack song. Like, now I'm determined oh, to put that Bobby Womack song into some TV show or movie <laughs> that I do. Because I'm just like, that, it is so, it is so perfect. That string yeah. arrangement it's is beautiful. Beautiful you know who on liked its it? own. Besides the two of us, you know who else liked that string line? Who else? Rod Stewart. He liked it he a sure lot. Did. He liked it so he much. He sure did. He nicked it. He just nicked it. He there's nicked one it. more part to this story. By the way, just the conclusion, just so that there's some sense of justice in this world. Uh-huh. So he did get sued, and uh, Jorge Ben found out about this massive yeah. global tune. He did sue, and um, you know he claimed that it was unconscious plagiarism, plain and simple, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Ben sued, and as a settlement, Stewart donated all the royalties to UNICEF. But there's a coda to this because wait, I'm sorry, Jorge Ben gave it all to UNICEF. Or Rod Stewart. Jorge Ben uh, gave the money from the settlement to UNICEF. Okay. Sorry, yeah. my bad. I no, no, no. It's all good. He's he's a good dude. <laughs> so said Rod Stewart was like, I'm really sorry. Here's the money, UNICEF. <laughs> <laughs> Just one more little fun fact. Uh, in 1989, Ben changed his name to Jorge Ben Hor, J-O-R. I might be pronouncing that wrong. My Portuguese no, I think is you're not right. that great. I didn't know you changed his name, though. But because his royalty payments kept on being sent to George Benson... <laughs> <laughs> they confused the two names, and he kept on not Give me getting the his money. and your money. Yeah. <laughs> All the George Vincent fans just went nuts on that joke. That is why that might be my favorite interpolation Give story. me a loot. <laughs> just so many details. <laughs> I even left some fun stuff out. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, Nikki also had a question for me. She says, what song made you want to do a show like this, and which genres were you most interested in learning about? Um, I don't know if even Luxury remembers this. The song that made me really want to do a show like this with you uh, was actually Tainted Love because I was such a fan of the original song and you did a TikTok post uh, drawing a line straight from Gloria Jones. Do Soft Cell. Now I'm gonna pack my things and 
And I thought that was so cool. And I was, you know, like, it's something that DJs know, but like, yeah. where, when do you get to share this knowledge with the world? You can kind of do it, maybe if you're doing a DJ set in a hipster spot where both songs would be appropriate. But like, you know, I, I saw that TikTok and I was like, man, me and him have a lot of shared, <laughs> a lot of shared interests. And, and to yeah. that point, when you ask uh, Nikki, which genre were you most interested in learning about? It was less about that. It was more about, I, I could tell right away, Blake and I had a lot of the same, you know, sort of like music in our head. And I was like, oh, yeah, we would probably never run out of anything to talk about. So I hope that's right. answers you. Yeah. I mean, like, clearly, we had a lot to talk about. Yeah, it's really easy to talk to you. And it's extremely easy to talk to you about music <laughs> that we're both passionate about and enjoy talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Our next question comes from Dela from Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, it says, if there was one song that you could have been in the studio during the recording of Ooh. without knowing how big the song would be, what would it be? These are great questions. I think we've kind of answered this one on the show before. I think, for me, one of the ones yeah. that's up there is Under Pressure. Yes, yes. I think that one's way I, up I, there I might for have to me. steal that answer yeah. just because you get two for the price of one with that answer. You get two greats. You get two greats. You get David Bowie and Freddie Mercury. Yeah. And you get the other three members of Queen who are not slouches themselves. No slouch. And maybe Giorgio Moroder's next door, right? Because he's just been recording Cat People oh, with you Bowie. you walk over there and right? get some Donna Summer That'd stories. Be a good one. You, get, you get Reinhold <laughs> Mack for all the engineering nerds out there. That might be the answer. <laughs> That's, That's pretty a good. good. One. Yeah. That's and then you're in good. Switzerland and you're like partying with rich but people. But I'm going to throw out Get Lucky. By Dad okay. Punk, because I get to be in there with Dad Punk, Pharrell, and, and Nile, Nile. I think those are just yeah. four geniuses. And and I want to say something, because we, we're going to be addressing a lot of things that have come our way via message. A lot of people have been like, where's the Dad Punk episode? Mm. It's complicated. It's complicated. And, and it gets to our, our way of deciding which songs we cover. So right. we have a criteria. Obviously, we like to pick songs that people have heard of. We have a lot of songs that we like. Uh, immensely but we try not to go like super underground unless we can make the case that this super underground song was a song that absolutely everybody heard and it affected the music industry in some way i think the closest thing to that uh that we've done and we didn't do an episode on it but we talked a lot about it was i feel love uh but that's but that's like still a major major song we don't really do like underground cool cool songs just for the sake of doing it we want to do songs that people have heard of that leads me to my second thing it's not just that it's also which songs we we tend to we've strayed from this a couple of times like if a hip-hop song had a lot of samples but we also try to keep it in the realm of songs that luxury has access to the stems because we want to be able to play something about the song that you probably have never yeah. had access to or heard before yeah and i don't have everything i just have yeah. what i have but we there's an off i mean we could do this literally do this show at the pace we're doing it for the next 50 years and we wouldn't <laughs> run out of stems so don't worry but it's true we it ha- the criteria includes we have to have some passion for the band we have to have some passion for the song yeah we have to sort of we do a lot of balancing though so like for every beatles come together which we we love but it's like kind of we also know for it to have been a bigger song and then yeah. we kind of got to do massive attack Teardrop a little yeah. bit. There's a little bit of a of a give and take there. It's like there's a little bit of a, give a little and bit take. of a Steven Soderbergh. You know, do an Ocean's <laughs> Twelve, and then you get to do a and little, then do a big movie. movie. Yeah. I will also say that uh, we are aware of other podcasts. There are other podcasts that have sort sure. of made going on a deep dive of samples. There was another podcast. I won't say the name, but like there's another podcast that did the entire Discovery album by Dad Punk about the time we debuted the show. So we were like, we don't need to be another podcast doing that. 
But don't uh, forget, this said, is the 23rd best podcast that you're listening to. <laughs> so you have chosen the right one by coming you're listening to, to one the right song, one. I one will say, we are definitely going to do a house music episode. We are just trying to find the best entry point and hopefully one that has... Uh, one that we have the stems for. Yeah, so yeah. You're, it's not your imagination. We will eventually get to that. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Did you say which uh, song you would be in the studio for? Or did we sort of I definitely agree? stole both of your answers. Those are great answers and I can't top them. All so right, well, I won't try. There we go. There's, <laughs> we would have been there for Under Pressure and for Get Lucky. Yeah. Uh, these next questions come from Jan in Burbank. Maybe it's Jan. Jan in Burbank. <laughs> I'd like to think it was Jan. <laughs> uh, it's addressed to you, Diallo. And it says, oh. if you were writing... A new screenplay and had to create a role for luxury. Um, okay, which is on the surface funny because I'm definitely not an actor. Uh, what type of role or character would you give him and why? Oh man, um, on the spot. Well, you know, I would probably cast you as some sort of historical figure that you have a connection with. I loved when yeah. they cast David Bowie as Nikolai Tesla That's in The a Prestige. Great casting. So choice, I think yes. that if we could find a person who you had a great love of. I just love know? that you use David Bowie in your answer about me and you didn't go for the obvious choices like Dylan or Tom York, who are the comparisons I get visually speaking Dude, all the time. Maybe we put you in a wig and give you like a really crazy mustache and you're Giorgio Moroder. Oh, uh, that, that would be a blast. I would learn, I would take acting classes. Just learn the accent for that, yes. Because I think he has a thick Italian accent, yeah. right? And I get the feeling that him not being a good actor as a character would be perfect. So I'm ready to go. I'm I ready to ready. shoot. So next time we do Sherman Showcase or something with a lot of music personalities, I'm you will. Will be my Giorgio. I love it. You I'm will be my Giorgio. Giorgio. I love it. All um, right. This got... next one is also from Jan in Burbank, <laughs> which I only assume is Jan Hammer. We love your work on Miami Vice. <laughs> Luxury. If you had to write a song about Diallo, uh oh, what would be the title of the song and why? We have to work together. <laughs> I think the song would be called <laughs> Best Friends Forever. Oh. <laughs> So, so not true. <laughs> Maybe it's true. Maybe it's true. Friends forever. Why, and why, why best friends forever? Best friends forever uh, because, how about this? How about we take some of the pressure off best? Because that's a, that's, that work is, doing, <laughs> word is doing a lot of lifting. But like friends forever? Friends that's, forever, that's, my friend. I think oh my that, gosh, uh, we just jinxed it by <laughs> three years from now. It'd be like, remember when one friends, song was like both of them? <laughs> how about, I think, here's what it is. My song about you would be... Um, <laughs> That's so hard because, like, first of all, my songwriting is, like, very much, like, vibey. So, like, I'm writing a song about rain right now, and it just has one word, and the word is rain. <laughs> so, I think my song for you would be friend. There you go. It's friend. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like it. I, I can live it. All right. Finally, Jan, who seems to be very prolific with the questions. Um, this question says, we all know luxury's go-to word is interpolation. What is your go-to word, Diallo? I assume a word you want me to whisper. Iconic. I, I feel like mine is, uh, when's lunch? Oh. I'm, I'm ready to take a break. When's lunch? <laughs> We've been trying to find you like a catchphrase. <laughs> I right? need a catchphrase. For a minute, it was maybe shout out to, but then that didn't really kind of went away. <laughs> shout out to. Like shout out to. The early 90s. I would have gotten so many cool <laughs> But then there was that. a period where for several episodes that we like would constantly do shout out to. And recently there's been a lot of iconic. We've been saying iconic a little I bit I feel much. like Chonky is still Chonky. my preferred because I'm from I Atlanta. And I associated with Outcast, so I will I will never get tired of Chonky. But I'll work on word. this. Thank you, Jan or Jan, mm -hmm. uh, from Burbank. I will work on a catchphrase that I can whisper and 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 put on T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. I will definitely do that. Excellent. Um, I want to give a shout out <laughs> to uh, one of our listeners 
um, because you guys were so kind to send in like so many songs you want us to do, uh, I do want to play a snippet of a song. In fact, I want to play the whole song. Uh, one of our listeners said, You Suffer by Napalm Death is 1.3 seconds long. Oh, I actually know this song. And it once held the Guinness <laughs> World Record for shortest song. It helped define the genre of grindcore. Mm-hmm. Just because you asked for it, here is, in its entirety, Napalm Death's You Suffer. Don't blink. Um, one other thing that came across many, many times, um, I'm always getting people asking me in the DMs, hey, you seem like a hip-hop head. Can you tell me, you know, what song, you know, is this song original or is it an interpolation? Mm-hmm. Uh, one I got more than once uh, in the past couple of months was Cool Like That by the Diggable Planets. Okay. Uh, I'm about to play for you a song that, if you like Cool Like That, it's going to blow your mind. It's by Art Blakey and the Jazz yeah. Messengers. And that was it. I love a sample like that. So always feel free to hit me up. If I have time, I'll hit you back with the song that uh, was sampled. Because to me, the art of sampling is taking something that's not even a loop in the original version and figuring out, oh, if I loop this, it's actually going to be a decade-defining song that's going to win everybody a Grammy. To me, that is so impressive. And and, uh, Blake's first question was, hey... Who, who who in the jazz messengers played that? That's bass. Dennis Irwin. I had to, I had to look it up. And I, could, it I couldn't is. let it go. It's Dennis Irwin. Dennis on Irwin. double bass there. From, so this uh, is Art, Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers. Reflections in Blue from the year 1979. Absolutely. 1978. Recorded 78. Released 79. Oh, there you go. We are in a <laughs> you dark can't studio. You guys. Nerding you cannot the hell out. out. It's not going to happen. Don't it even was gonna try. It's going to come to knife blows. Don't even try. <laughs> 78 or 79. Uh, before we move on, Luxury, I think you wanted to say something. Yeah, I just wanted to say how much we really appreciate these messages. We really love hearing from you guys. It's like the show doesn't exist in a vacuum. It's like we yep. want to hear what you have to say, what you like, what you dislike. We don't want to hear what you dislike so much, actually. So maybe <laughs> maybe do it like a kindness sandwich where it's the nice thing and then a nice thing at the end. And in the middle, you say the criticism. Either way, keep on reaching out. I'm yep. Luxury with two X's, L-U-X-X-U-R-Y on the Instagram and LuxuryXX on TikTok. And I'm at Diallo on Instagram. That's the easiest way to find me. When we come back, Luxury and I will take a break from all these wonderful classics and bravely step into 2024 to listen to some new music. Thanks to the U.S. Soy and the United Soybean Board for the sustainable makeover of our podcast studio and for sparking discussions on greener Hollywood production. Just like notes in a song, sustainable living is just a series of small, eco-friendly choices that contribute to the melody. Check out the Tears for Fears episode of One Song and see behind-the-scenes clips of how they pulled the whole look together. It's all on at Heartbeat Audio on YouTube, and the link is in our show notes. Welcome back to the show. Like Michael Jackson famously said in Motown 25, we like the old songs, but we like the new songs too. This is Uh, true. Such wisdom. And then he did one of the greatest performances of all time and apparently went backstage and cried afterwards. Um, I did not know that. That's, yeah. Is this the famous moonwalk performance? That was the famous first time he did the moonwalk. And you would think with the way the world exploded (laughs) that he would know that he had done something great, but no. Mm -hmm. 
Michael, being Michael, went backstage and cried and thought that he had failed. So on one song, we usually cover the classics. But today, we're going to be listening to and reacting in real time to some new releases. That we've never heard before. We We don't know what's coming up. The producer, Matt, is just going to hit play and we'll listen and talk. (laughs) Tell us what you think. I haven't heard these songs. You haven't heard these songs. We're ready to be here in the present. So first up, we have... Song number one. Song number (laughs) one. Mystery song number one. Okay, so that was uh, clearly Megan the Stallion. I <laughs> yeah. think the name of the song is Hiss. I've seen this on the internet. I hadn't heard it yeah. before we uh, listened to it here in the studio today. Uh, Luxury, what did you think? <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen. I love it. And right now, there's a beef. the The beef came from this song and came from when a, this episode was recorded. There was a beef. <laughs> exactly. It's already been resolved. I hope, I hope everybody's alive. <laughs> yeah. It's it's what's happening in this exact moment is really crazy. I mean, yeah. I'm a, I'm not a Barb, but I am a Nicki Minaj fan. But I'm yeah. also a Meg fan, and I just came from seeing the movie that you know. I just came from Mean Girls, mm. so it's it's fun to have this very zeitgeisty yeah. song. This is this is like a such a moment in time <laughs> that we're experiencing. <laughs> I mean, musically, all I'll say is what caught my ear. It's like you know, there's obviously trap beat, and what's kind of cool when you think about it with trap beats is you rarely in music except for trap music get thirty second notes. Mm. Thirty second notes because it's one, two three, four. That's when 16th notes is usually the fast you're going to get. Like, da, 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 da. And Meg's going, those are 30 second notes. Meaning you could fit 32 syllables into a bar, which is insane. That's crazy. That's incredibly cool. You know, I love I love contemporary hip hop. I'm not yeah. one of those people who's like, oh man, hip hop yeah. suspiciously reached this peak when I was 20 <laughs> right. years old. Like I'm not, I'm right. aggressively not those people. Definitely, yeah. You're pretty um, fluent in it too. You keep up. Yeah. So how does it sound to your ears? It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You know, um, I will say maybe it's, I am the only black person in the studio. There were a lot of n words in that. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if that made it onto the podcast, but like I'll never get used to that. I think because of the father who raised me, I'm always like, oof, couple <laughs> couple n words in there. <laughs> like, um, but even that aside, even if we were listening to the um, edited version, you know, I will say this: there's so much uh, subtext in people's lyrics that this seems like one of the songs I'm gonna have to sit down with the song playing right hitting pause clicking on those like bars on genius, genius and then and wikipedia like in another oh, window so she's referring right. to this Twitter moment in another window. that i didn't know anything about yes. and um it's rich with subtext that's a great way to think so about it, it. Yeah. it actually requires you have to like section off a part of your day yeah. to find out because like the days of like tupac would be like first off if you click in the click you claim like that that time is over. Like he was very on the surface. No, right. now they're like referencing like deal points of the other person's contract. <laughs> like, like, right. Oh, you don't get residuals over thirty percent. Like you know, like dang, who from the That's law firm leaked the contract? Like we should do a whole episode, honestly, That's on hip hop beefs because I think that cha- I'll tell you the I, I'll tell you the rap beef that I think changed everything. It was Jay Z versus Nas. It was <laughs> it was in the song The Blueprint off of Jay Z's. Um, no, it's not called the album of the blueprint. The song is um, the takeover. I'll never forget Jay Z's like, you know, and I know who I pay God searchlight publishing, which was MC searches 
publishing on Nas's first record. From like third this was a level of detail yeah. that Melly Mel and yeah. you know MC Shan and right. and uh, Karis One they only dreamt of getting into each other's legal and financial dealings. <laughs> right, publishing company them. names. So yeah, right. <laughs> I'm gonna have to sit with this one for a little bit to decide whether this one goes in the pantheon of great beef raps but i'm going to say we should do an episode just about rap beef and maybe we can find a song do you think that the song is uh enjoyable without that level of of, of like digging it's hard and to knowledge say because again some songs the second i hear them i'm like oh that's a good song first time i heard first person shooter mm-hmm. drake and and j cole i was like oh this is a great song i can't say that this song hit me like that yeah but you know, there are other songs that, like, the first time I heard them, I was like, oh, that's okay. And then this is not an <laughs> a couple emotional weeks later, song. I was in the club. Right. This is not a song yeah. about, like, getting to you emotionally. This is, like, an information dissemination song. This yeah. Is, this is an essay with, like, a trap beat underneath it. I almost feel yeah. like Megan and Nikki are probably prepping songs with even better beats. It's like when Meek went at Drake, and Drake clearly had an arsenal of, of beats ready to go, mm-hmm. you know? Or or when when Drake went with Pusha T, and Pusha T clearly had beats ready to go. I think sometimes you don't know what the other person has in their quiver right. at the time, and so you better respond not with everything all at once because you can you can get hit with a fuselage of the, the, everything the, else. The, the pace, the accelerated pace of, of, of call and response, or I guess this would be sort of an answer song situation, right? Yeah. We're going way back to like, you know, Roxanne, Roxanne, UTFO. It's but been there from the beginning. Th- that, those would be maybe weeks apart or maybe months apart, which would seem really fast. You have years sometimes we to have, respond. This is a few days old, and Nikki's already about to drop her they response set song. A standard during yeah. that Drake Meek Mill thing that if you take longer than 24 hours yeah. to reply, it's crazy. somehow you lost. It's crazy. The pace is crazy <laughs> for, these, for these back and forth it's insane yeah all right and next up another mystery i'm just gonna click and we'll listen. play here we go so if i get jealous i can't help it <laughs> i want it to be you i guess i'm selfish <laughs> so Right Sounds like the, Justin Timberlake. Right out the gate. That is yep. Justin Timberlake. It's selfish. Mm-hmm. And by Justin Timberlake. Um, right out the gate when that, like, what might have been literally a maestro MK2, like <laughs> Sly and the Family Stone, we were yeah. just talking about, Family yeah. Affair. That totally. is an old school drum machine. That is a pre-Roland, mm-hmm. pre-Lindrum, early 70s, maybe late 60s. The kind you would get free when you get an organ drum machine. So it's, a, it's it's just interesting that we were just talking about this on the Sly episode, the yes. Family Affair. It's the same. It's evoking that same era of turn of the seventies with true. the drum machine, which is a very interesting sound on pop radio in twenty twenty four. Absolutely. And just the, really quickly, the second thing I'm going to say, and then I want to hear what you have to say, is that I thought I knew that it wasn't a song by Suicide, but that <laughs> the first ten seconds could have been a suicide Cherie. song. You think about could the have song been Cherie, Cherie. Cherie. Yeah, could one have of my been anything from of all time. One of my favorite, like underrated, like. This is a CBGB's era band, like proto-punk, <laughs> and it was just two guys with a cheap drum machine and an organ, while the other guy, Martin Rev, and uh, and um, Alan Vega, and two-piece band, hated by the CBGB's crowd, but proto-punks, and uh, that's what their music sounded like. It sounded just like that. Well, let me just say, I take great joy anytime. In particular, a male artist sings about, hey, I'm jealous. Like, <laughs> we talk about vulnerability on the show a lot. And he's just like, it reminds me of that Jonas Brothers song, uh, I still 
get jealous. Like, there's just <laughs> nice something voice, funny about singing. Yeah. Oh, thank you. My, my falsetto. <laughs> uh, there's something so funny to me about singing the word jealous. Like, okay. um, uh, it's such Ghost a vulnerable admission. Yeah. Ghostface Killer kind of had a song called Jealousy. You got better sneakers than mine. <laughs> Jealousy. Like, it's such a. Yeah. Th- I have no clothes on right now, sort of like admission. No, you're right because there's statement. something for a man about jealousy being very a sort of a shameful emotion. Yeah, right. dude. And by yeah. the way, I think everybody is jealous, but I also feel like jealousy is almost never justified. It's just, it's a weird sort of thing. I, yeah. I don't know. But um, as far as Justin, I think it's a fine Justin song. I was never the biggest fan of Justin's ballads. I, I was thinking about this recently. I was like, to me, the best Justin worked with Pharrell. Like that was my favorite Justin. Yeah. I like the Justin Justify worked with Tim, with uh, Timbaland yeah. as well, because uh, you have all the you know sexy bag and the uh, promiscuous girl and all that kind of stuff. But like to me, classic Justin. He provided a voice for Pharrell's genius in the sense that like Pharrell was writing a lot of those songs for Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson was passing on him. And oh, he was I didn't like, realize yeah, that. no, like if you go back and listen to Rock Your Body. That makes so much sense. Which is a great song, by the way. Great song. Like yeah. I Love You. Yeah. Like these songs uh, apparently were Pharrell writing for Michael Jackson. You might have to do Rock Your Body Eternity. on this show. I would, that, that song I mean, is, like let's get the Michael Jackson that's AI like the toxic, to sing all those justified era Justin Timberlake I think songs. Rock, as you said that, it just struck me. It's like that song, that's a, that is a timeless song. Like I, I'm just going to go quick to I, and I'm walk away. not the biggest fan of JT as a, as a person from what I've heard, just like the scuttlebutt. Yeah, like, prob- problematic according to our Britney episode. That song yep. is, a, that is a timeless, that's 20-ish years old already. Yeah. I can't believe it. And it feels very contemporary. And I will say, I, li- yeah. I, liked, I, liked, uh, I liked the song Suit and Tie when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still waiting for Justin to get back in the booth, so to speak, with uh, Pharrell. Again, we have no idea what We're it flying is. Flying so blind. Let's, I don't know. I'm just let's click listen. on it. Let's see what happens. What is this? <laughs> this is the stuff that gets me going. Oh, it's that kick and snare. Okay. It's that kick and snare. Our producer has come through with something that literally had us stomping our feet and wondering <laughs> what the milliseconds. hell is this. So apparently this is the new Justice Tame Impala song. It's called One Night. What a brilliant slash marriage. This night. is the new under pressure. This is that's that this is Dude. the Bowie and Freddie okay, of our listen. time. Let's face it. We were just saying earlier on the show how <laughs> artists like Daft Punk and Justice, we want to do episodes about it. I think we might squeeze them into episodes that deal with indie electro uh blog house like stuff from around 2010 so we are gonna we are gonna get our justice fixed but i had not heard this song i had been meaning to listen to it ever since i heard they were playing coachella this year uh i love this i mean there's something about the gritty electronic sound of a justice yeah and by the way, Tame Impala, I feel like, has carried on the tradition of making really compelling electronic bass. I know he's technically a band, but like to me, it's very electronic sounding. Uh, he's he's evolved this. into that. He's evolved into that. He's definitely like the first records, especially. It's the rock. He's he is a one person rock entity. He obviously tours with with other bandmates, but Tame Impala is famously as a. It's a meme cliche to say. Did you know Tame Impala was just one guy? But that is a fun part <laughs> no, of this phenomenon. No, but I hear people all the time say Tame Impala they <laughs> or Tame just, Impala those guys. It's Kevin Parker. We love Kevin Parker's voice. It's I so know his name was Kevin Parker. Yeah. You know, while that's always playing, you're like, is this Kevin Parker? I was like, the agent. <laughs> like, I was like, my boy has been a singer all this time. Shout out to you, Kevin Parker. Oh wait, Parker. you have an agent that 
William I don't Morris have, he's or whatever. Not my age. He's actually a manager, T-A. but everybody in the business knows him. He represents a lot of stand-up comedians. Right now, there's one person in the car like, yo, they got Kevin Parker well, you've shout met, out. You've met my good friend, Ari Gold. So, that poor guy. True. He's had to live through the era where that name was known for being somebody else's name. <laughs> An well, agent, that's true. A fake that's true. Agent, I had to think about that. That's the Entourage, entourage era. Yeah. Um, was not kind to my friend, Ari Gold. I love down-tempo, grimy, gritty, uh, electronic music. You know, I, we didn't get to talk about this much when the show was first, when the podcast was first starting out. I'm uh, the executive producer of Southside. You can find it on HBO Max, or I guess they call it Max now. Um, every opportunity I had to sneak dance music and just sort of like that in, in our um, in our in the third season finale, which we shot. Actually, at Lollapalooza, shout out to Lollapalooza in Chicago for allowing us to film on the grounds of Lollapalooza. Uh, I snuck in a song that I, I really liked that, you know, very few people outside of the electronic underground would ever know. But, like, there's just something about that music. It, what song it was reminds it? me of, well, I'll play it. But it <laughs> reminds me of how I used to feel when uh, a brand new hip hop song, and sometimes, again, I listen to contemporary hip-hop. There are contemporary hip-hop songs that come out, and I'm like, ooh, that's dope. But, like, there was something very non-mainstream about hip-hop then that when you found that piece of underground gold, mm-hmm. it just it just sent you to a different place. Yeah. And I'll play you a snippet of a song that, I, that we put into the Lollapalooza scene of Southside just so that you can hear it. So the song is by... I think they pronounce architect and bankwell. And architect is spelled like A-R-K-A-T-E-Q-Q. <laughs> but architect and bankwell. This song's called Machine. It's definitely a song we're checking That's out. Great. I just wanted to play it till the drop. That's but great. yeah, I, I, I love a grimy electronic. Sounds like the robot's mad at somebody. And let me so. just say, because we made it, through, we made it through the period of time when we couldn't talk about what Diallo does outside of the podcast. Diallo is an incredible TV writer and actor and executive producer. Southside Sherman Showcase. If you haven't seen these shows, he did these shows with Bashir. The two of them together made these two incredible shows that we couldn't talk about for a long time. They're wonderful let's, collaborators. Let's talk about them from now on. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about them on upcoming shows. Everyone needs to watch these shows. I recommend them to everyone I ever meet. How excited are we to hear new music that we like? Yes, very excited. That was a really fun segment. I really enjoyed that. We got to do that. And you're right, to to your point, they were. I kind of liked all three of the songs in different ways. They were all very different and all enjoyable. Luxury, help me in this thing. I am Blake Robin, but you can call me Luxury. And I am a DJ. I'm also a songwriter, but I'm also a musicologist. And sometimes I'm on TikTok and Instagram. Is that what you meant when you said, who are you? (laughs) That's exactly what I meant. Okay, good. I'm glad I answered. And just so you know, I'm actor, writer, director, and sometimes DJ Diallo riddle and this has been one song we will see you very soon with some fresh new episodes thanks for staying tuned don't forget to give us five stars on your favorite (laughs) podcast platform apple spotify you name it reviews are super helpful please take a second and leave us some reviews and and, and, and tell all your friends and if somebody has left us a a one-star review (laughs) just be sure to click not helpful (laughs) (laughs) exactly we'll see you next time thanks for tuning in This episode is produced by Matthew Nelson with engineering from Marcus Hom. Additional production support from Alicia Shimada and Casey Simonson. The show is executive produced by Kevin Hart, Mike Stein, Brian Smiley, Eric Eddings, Eric Weil, and Leslie Guam. Hey! 
Hey, I'm Paul Shear. I'm June Diane Raphael. And I'm Jason Manzukis. And we're the hosts of How Did This Get Made, a comedy podcast where we deconstruct, make fun of, and celebrate the best worst movies ever made. Have you ever seen a movie that's so bad that it's actually good? Eh, that's what we're talking about. From blockbuster franchises and made-for-TV romances. To bonkers 80s action flicks and obscure sci-fi musicals, we cover it all. You can find How Did This Get Made wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. Idiot.